0: Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Amen. The book of Romans chapter 1. The book of Romans chapter 1. Reading with verse 11. Amen. So good to have the... Burns family with us. Aren't we thankful for them? Amen. Praise God. So thankful. Sister Ferris, so good to have you. Amen. And your friend Sharon from Arkansas. and Sister Smith, praise God. We love her and so thankful they are with us. For all those here and watching by way of the web, we welcome you. We're so glad that you're a church with us tonight. Can you say amen? Romans chapter 1 verse 11 and it's good to be accompanied by my daughter Jillian tonight. Aren't we proud of her? Praise God. Romans 1:11 For I long to see you that I may impart unto you some spiritual gift to the end ye may be established. That is that I may be comforted together with you by the mutual faith, both of you and me. now I would not have you ignorant, brethren, that oftentimes I purposed to come unto you, but was let hitherto, that I might have some fruit among you also, even as among other Gentiles. Verse 14, I am debtor, both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, both to the wise and to the unwise. So as much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just... Shall live by faith. He said, I am debtor. I have something in me to impart. There's been something placed within me that I must deliver. I cannot sit alone. I have a burden. I've got something in me that is stirring within me that I've got to deliver to you. What is it? It is the gospel it is the gospel i know it's been 2000 years but it's still relevant and it's still the power of god it is the gospel to love god is to love the gospel to love god is to love singing the gospel to love god is to love hearing the gospel preached again aren't you glad for the gospel can you shout amen i'm going to preach to you for the next few moments when i think of the goodness of jesus and all that he's done for me. Clap your hands and praise him and magnify him. Look at your neighbor and say, When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me. Now, the rest of the song says, My soul cries out, Hallelujah! Thank God for saving me. I'm saved tonight. Hallelujah. Praise God, you may be seated. When I think of his goodness, when I think of who he is and all that he's done for me, in the back of my Thompson Chain reference Bible, there is a list of the titles of Christ. It goes on the titles of different things. But when it lists the titles of Christ in alphabetical order, it says that Christ, the different titles in alphabetical order goes something like this. And 1 Corinthians says he's Adam. 1 John 2 says he's the advocate. Revelation 1 and 8, Jesus referred to himself as the Almighty. He also said he was Alpha and Omega. Revelation 3, 14 calls him the Amen. Hebrews says he's the apostle of our profession. Isaiah 51 and 53 both say he is the arm of the Lord. Hebrews says he's the author and finisher of our faith. Hebrews 5 says he's the author of eternal salvation. Revelation 3 says he's the beginning of the creation of God. Matthew said he's the beloved son. 1 Timothy said he's the blessed and only potentate. Isaiah 4 says he's the branch. John six says he's the bread of life. Hebrews two says he's the captain of my salvation. First Peter five says he's the chief shepherd. Luke nine says he's Christ of God. Luke two says he's the consolation of Israel. Psalms 118 says he is the cornerstone. Isaiah nine and six calls him the counselor. John 1 says he's the creator. Luke 1, 7, 8 says he's the day spring. Romans 11 says he's the deliverer. Haggai 2 and 7 says he's the desired of all nations. John 10, he's the door. Praise God. Isaiah 42, elect of God. Isaiah 9, 6, everlasting father. Revelation 1, 5, faithful witness. Revelation 1, And last, Revelation says the first begotten. Hebrew says the forerunner. Isaiah says the glory of the Lord. Isaiah 40 and 3 and in John 20 and 28, when Thomas recognized him, when he said, my Lord and my God. Romans 9 5 says, God blessed. Amen. John 10 says he's the good shepherd. Matthew 2 and 6 says he's the governor. And, and Hebrews 4 says he is the great high priest. I want to know tonight are any of these titles applicable to your life? Are they applicable to you? What is he? to you tonight, you'll find that the scripture goes on to say in Ephesians one, he's the head of the church. Hebrews one says he's the heir of all things. Acts 4 says he's a holy child. Acts 3, the holy one. Mark, the holy one of God. Isaiah says the holy one of Israel. Luke says he's the horn of salvation. John 8, 5, 8, he said before Abraham was, I am. That's what he said. How I many know he is the I am? He goes on to say in 2 Corinthians 4 and 4 that he, was the, he is the image of God. Isaiah seven fourteen calls him Emmanuel. Isaiah 27 6 and 4 says he's Jehovah. Matthew 1 and 21 calls him Jesus. Amen. Matthew 21 and 11 says he's Jesus of Nazareth. And I'm glad to tell you today that Micah says he's the judge of Israel. Acts 7 says he's the just one. Zechariah 9 says he's the king. 1 Timothy says he's the king of the ages. Matthew 2 says he's the king of the Jews. But 1 Timothy says he is the king of kings and he's the Lord of lords. Oh, he's mine tonight, amen, amen. I'll tell you what, something's gonna stir me this this evening. You know what, the Bible says he's the king of the saints. Is there any saint in the building? Says, that's my king, that's who he is. That is my king. Somebody shout, he's king. Look at your neighbor and say he's king. Isaiah 33 said he's the lawgiver. Revelation 13 says he's the lamb. John 1, 29 says the Lamb of God. Isaiah 55 and four says he's the leader. John 14 and six says he's life. John eight and 12 says he's the light of the world. Revelation five and five said he is the lion of the tribe of Judah and I preached about it this morning. Acts ten thirty six he's the Lord of all. Ooh, I love him, how I many love him? First Corinthians two and eight, the Lord of glory. First Timothy six fifteen the Lord of lords. Jeremiah 23 and six, the Lord, our salvation. You're not tired of this, are you, tonight? How many love him? We didn't come to go to sleep. We come to hear about the Savior. <laughs> he's been good to me. He's been good to me. Somebody shout, he's been good to me. He goes on to say in Jeremiah 23 and six, the Lord, our righteousness. Isaiah 53 and three, man of sorrows. First Timothy two and five, praise God. He's our mediator one mediator between God and man, the man, Christ Jesus. Malachi 3 and 1, he's the messenger of the covenant. Daniel 9 and 25 and John 1 and 41 says he is Messiah. We believe he's the Messiah. Can I just stop right here tonight and tell you I'm not looking for another. I know who he is. I'm not looking for another. Amen. To all of our Jewish friends that are preaching that there is a Messiah that's come that has not been revealed. You missed him when he showed up. He's already come to this world and he is the son of God. That's who he is. Somebody shout his name. Somebody shout his name. One more time, Jesus. Go on and read and you'll find, you'll find Isaiah 9, 6 refers to him, that child that was born as mighty God. Isaiah 60 and 16 says he's the mighty one. Revelation 22 and 16 calls him the morning star. Matthew 2 and 23, he is the Nazarene. John 1 and 18, the only begotten. You'll see in 1 Corinthians 5 and 7, our Passover. Revelation 1 and 5, the Prince of Kings. Acts 3 and 15, Prince of Life. Isaiah 9 and 16, 9 and 6, he's the Prince of Peace. If you need peace tonight, you confide it in him. He'll give you peace that passes all understanding. Amen. I know the world's in trouble, but he's our peace. I know things don't always work out the way you want it, but he's our peace. He's the peace in the midst of the storm. Somebody shout, he is my peace. I wish somebody would shout, he is my peace. He can step upon the storm of your life and he can say, Peace, be still. No wonder they said, What manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? I come to remind you tonight, he's still God of the storm. He's still God of the sea. He's still God of the wind. He's still God. He's still God. Hallelujah. He's not scared of your trouble. He's not scared of the earth's trouble. He's not scared of political corruptness. He's not scared of chaos around him. He's not scared he could sleep through the storm. And when they said, Master, cares thou not that we perish? He woke up. He got up. And he said, peace be still. If you'll call on him, he's going to speak peace to your situation. But somebody's got to call on him tonight. I wish somebody would jump to your feet and shout, Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Somebody say Prince of Peace. Luke 24, 19 and Acts 3 and 22 calls him a prophet. Job 19 and 25, a redeemer. Oh, I want you to say, shout my redeemer. John eleven twenty-five. 25, he said, I am the resurrection and life. 1 Corinthians 10 and 4, the rock. Amen. Revelation 22 and 16, the root of David. Song of Solomon. Sister Ferris, two and one, said he's the rose of Sharon. Praise God. He's the rose of Sharon. Somebody say amen. Amen. Luke 2 and 11, he's my savior. Genesis 3, 15, he's the seed of woman. 1 Peter 2 and 25, the shepherd and bishop of our soul. Genesis 49 and 10 calls him shallow. Mark 14 and 61, the son of the blessed. Matthew 1 and 1, son of David. Matthew 2 and 15, son of God. Luke 1 and 32, son of the highest. Matthew 8 and 20, son of man. Malachi 4 and 2, son of righteousness. It says in John 1 and 9, he's the true light. John 15 said he's the true vine. And John 1 and 14, he said, I am the truth. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. He goes on, Isaiah 55 and 4, he said he's the witness. John 1 and 1 de- declares him as the word. Of God. Amen. The word and Revelation 19 and 13 declares him as the word of God. I believe somewhere in the titles here tonight of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that somewhere there is an, applica- an application of him into your life. You would not be here tonight if there wasn't some ray of hope inside of you that believe he's already done something for me on this wise and if not I believe that he can do something for me me again. I'm not here because I have to be here. I'm here because I'm grateful. I'm here because I'm thankful. I'm here because he has made a difference in my life. Hallelujah. Somebody shout praise the Lord. My grandmother would get up and sing something like this. What would I do without Jesus? He's the shepherd of my valley. I couldn't walk this road alone. When I'm hungry, he feeds me, she would sing. And when I'm thirsty, he's my water. I couldn't make it without Jesus. Oh, what would I do? I come to tell you, I've been in this for 43 years now, and I still couldn't walk one day without him holding my hand. He is my all in all he's my everything he's the bread when I'm hungry he's the water when I'm thirsty amen he's a friend that sticks closer than a brother he's the lifter of my head he's the strength when I'm weak he's the calm when I'm troubled he is my everything is there anybody that feels that way tonight clap your hands and praise him if you feel that way praise God now I realize I preached to the titles that were given in my Bible of Christ and the study of these theologians that have developed that from the old and new. The Bible says from Mo- Moses even to the prophets that made mention of him. And they did and we see that tonight. But what good is their story if it doesn't come true in my life? What good is, is your story if I'd never hear about it? Romans 10 records this powerful, powerful portion of scripture. And it goes something like this. Romans 10 says, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. And with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Somebody shout, you gotta speak it. Look at your neighbor and say, Quit thinking it and start speaking it. Get that on your tongue and speak it. Confess him. Somebody needs to confess him. Jesus is my God. Jesus is my Savior. Come on, somebody's got to say it. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, You're too quiet. Amen. Amen. Say it. Tell somebody. My cousin. My cousin Jeff Stewart married my first he, my, my Jeff Stewart married my first cousin Suzanne White. Jeff when he was a 12-year-old young man, he came to the Lord. He was a neighborhood kid that rode his bike to church. When he came to the church and repented, God filled him with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Started speaking with other tongues as God's Spirit gave him the ability to speak. He got so excited that he got the Holy Ghost he jumped on his bike and started heading home to tell his mother. But he, he got too excited. He had to throw his bike down the church parking lot and start dancing right there in the church. Why? Because he was grateful. <laughs> he was grateful. So so can I say to everybody in the building every now and then we ought to just get out of our seat and say he's been good to me he's been good to me look what the Lord has done I'm not waiting any longer I'm going to praise him because he filled me with the baptism of the Holy Ghost I'm so glad Jesus lifted me I'm so glad Jesus lifted me Jesus lifted me, singing glory, hallelujah. Jesus lifted me, oh Satan had me bound, but Jesus set me free. Somebody's gotta get happy about it and start shouting about it. He set me free, he picked me up. He put all the broken pieces together. It's all right to clap your hands in church. It's okay to shout. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my soul cries out. I know it's old school, but where are the aisle runners? Where are the dancers in the church? Where are those that leap for joy? Where are those that shout hallelujah? Where are you at tonight? It's a good night to express yourself. It's a he's been good to me. He's been good to me. He's been good. Look what the Lord has done. Somebody shall glory. Glory. David said, renewed, you may be seated. He made this statement. Amen. Now I understand it's okay to be quiet too. But express yourself. Lift the hands. Some of our most powerful servants have been while I'm dancing because I somebody say you dance because you're hyper. Guilty as accused. Well, you're just emotional. Guilty as accused. Some of my most powerful moments have been in silence. Hands lifted, tears. I realize not everybody's gonna do what I do, but do what you do. Expressing yourself with the clapping of your hands and the lifting of your voice. You don't have to be as loud as me. You can stand there with emotion inside pouring out of you like a river, tears running down your face. I'm not talking about tears of sorrow, tears of joy. David, when he fell into sin he and was, he was repenting of his sins, he made this statement in Psalms 51. He said, Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. The joy, somebody shout, the joy of thy salvation. I don't want to lose the joy of being saved. Let this sink in. I I don't want a new convert to out-worship me. Now, it's not a contest, but I think you know what I mean. We're not trying to out-worship one another, but what I'm saying is I don't want to look over my life and remember when I was excited about being saved. If we're not careful, we'll come to church and say, you know, it's a little hot in here tonight. Preacher's a little bit louder than he was this morning. I heard him sing, why's he got to sing that old song? He got out of tune a little bit, you know. I hope he does better next week. Guy walked to my dad one time. He said, He well, preached better this time than you did last time. I didn't make him feel any good, you know. You know what they used to say to me when I started preaching? There would be moments I get page 10 mixed up with page 7, page 7 mixed up with page, you know, page 3, and I get, get paused. I didn't know where I was. I, I forgot where I was. I couldn't find the thought in somebody in a congregation. I'd pause, they'd say, Help him, Jesus. And that's always followed by what? Bless him, Lord. Oh yeah, oh yeah. They'd come up to me, I thought it was a compliment. I thought it was an insult, maybe it was a compliment. They'd say, my goodness, one of these days you're gonna be a good preacher. (laughs) One of these days, one of these days. I don't wanna miss the now of what God is doing in my life. I don't want to ever lose the joy of being saved. Amen. I don't want to come in and temperature's got to be right. When the sound is right and they sing my favorite song, then I might clap my hands and get involved. No, 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 no. They can sing a dead song. I come to the garden alone if they want to in church, but I'm going to worship him because I'm glad to be saved. They can get up and sing. The the dew is still on the roses, and I'm going to praise him anyhow. You know why? Because if it hadn't been for the Lord, I know where I'd be. My life would be broken, my life would be a mess. I'm glad to be here. Won't you look at two or three people and say, I'm just glad to be here? Come on, I'm glad to be here. I was glad when they said unto me, come on, I don't want church to be a struggle. I want to be excited about the invitation. Church on Sunday night, are you kidding me? You mean we're going to have revival with Brother Burns on Monday? I haven't asked him. We got general conference this week. He can't. I'm telling you right now, we would roll in the next six weeks. we would let you preach 28 times in 28 days again, wouldn't we? Brother Nutter, where you at, Brother Nutter? He preached 28 times in 28 days, and my bishop called me and said, you probably ought to ease up on that evangelist. Church, we love it. Because we're more excited about salvation than we are the Buckeyes. I'm more excited about heaven than I am politics. And I'm more about this kingdom than I am my patriotism to this country. I'm an American, I'm patriotic, but I'm loyal to the king. I'm loyal to the kingdom. That is precedence over everything. Can I say to every young person, it doesn't matter what goes wrong in your life, he's still in control. Hey, whether the Buckeyes win or lose, I'm gonna have a good church. Well, amen, it doesn't matter. God's been good to me. He's been You know, why was an old song somebody wrote, I came to Jesus weary, worn, and sad, but he took my sins away. That's why I'm here. He took it away. He gave me a brand new beginning. You know what I feel and you know what I believe? There is a restoration of joy, of being saved again. Who cares what goes on? I'm just glad to be saved. I'm just glad I'm making it to heaven. I'm just glad I'm heaven bound. Somebody say, amen. amen. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm just glad to be saved. Praise God. You can be seated. The joy of thy salvation. Restore, everybody say it with me, restore to me restore the joy me. of thy salvation. He said, Then will I teach transgressors thy ways, and they shall be converted unto thee. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Then will I teach transgressors thy ways, and they shall be converted. It appears to me if there's no joy, there's no teaching. If there's no joy, there's no propagating. Joel made this statement in Joel Joel chapter one. And it goes something like this. Sad, but it's very true. How many gardeners we have in the building? Anybody plant your own garden? Hey, Amen. I like cucumbers. <laughs> I know it's out of season. I'm just teasing. Joel 1 says, the field, verse 10, Joel 1 and 10, the field is wasted. The land mourneth. For the corn is wasted, the new wine is dried up, the oil languisheth. Be ye ashamed, O ye gardeners. It's not what it says, but that's what it means. Husbandmen, how, O ye vine dressers, for the wheat, for the barley, because the harvest of the field is perished. Meaning the, it, the, the, the vines were ripe. The corn was on the stalks. Tomatoes were hanging on the plants. Cucumbers laying all over the ground. Grapes were hanging from the vines and nobody picked it. It was wasted, perished. We all know that if you don't get to the tomatoes in time, they rot. Apples on the tree, they fall. Don't get to the grapes, they'll wither. You have a time to gather the harvest, and he said, the harvest of the field is perished, the vine is dried up, the fig tree languisheth, the pomegranate tree, the palm tree, and the apple tree, even all the trees of the field are, are y'all with me tonight? Are withered, why? Why was the harvest wasted? Why was the harvest perished? Because joy is a withered away, from the sons of men, they didn't have any joy in their heart. They weren't happy about being saved. They went to church methodically, but not because they wanted to. They went because they have to. Statements like "I'd rather be home tonight. I can't believe we're gone. I got so much to do, honey." Oh, you know we need to go, baby. We gotta go. I really don't even want to go tonight. I just, I just want to be home. I just want. If we're not careful, we'll find ourselves in a state of living for God without joy. And when you live for God without joy, things that are ripe for the picking, things that are ripe for the now, become perished and lost, not because it wasn't waiting on you, but because you didn't have any joy to see it. Joy to see it. Neighbors hungry for God and you can't see it. Co-workers, God placed right there beside you to win to the Lord, but you can't see it because you lost your joy. The joy withered. The joy went away. But I feel something in the building tonight because I believe God wants to restore some joy. I believe God wants to give some joy back to some people that you've you've pressed through this COVID mess, COVID mandates, COVID lands. I'm tired of COVID. I'm tired of all the things you've had to press through and, and being quarantined and masked and... Unable to get around and sooner or something, it just seems like it's t- taken joy. Fear is now your, is now your companion where joy used to be your driving uh, mandate was joy pushed you into great thing. You couldn't wait to praise him. You couldn't wait to shout. You couldn't wait to preach. You couldn't wait to testify. Couldn't wait to tell. You couldn't wait to get to the jailhouse. And now it seems like joy has a withered, but there's hope of a tree. Though it be cut down through the sin of water, Job 14 and 4, it shall live again. Some of you lost your joy, but it's not over. It's not over. It's not over. I, I feel like preaching to you tonight, joy. Joy, joy, joy. Hallelujah. I said there's joy in this building tonight. Somebody shout joy. Somebody shout, I need that Joy. Mother's Day, I'd buy my mom flowers. I'll never forget. You can be seated. I bought her these beautiful bloom flowers. It was Mother's Day. I was just a boy, teenager, coming home, probably college, and saw them hanging in one of those little home stores and garden spots. Oh, that would be a nice one for my mother. That would be pretty. I took those flowers and hung them up for her, and these beautiful white blooms on the flowers. (laughs) Green stems, white bloom flowers hanging down. Just beautiful. And uh, I said, Mom, happy Mother's Day. I got these for you. I thought they are so pretty. Oh, thank you, son. You know, I got a brown thumb, Aaron. You ever hear of a brown thumb? You've heard of a green? How many, I'm going to put it this way. You ever heard of a green thumb? That means they're good at keeping stuff alive. She's good at killing it. <laughs> Only one reason she's good at killing it. She just didn't water it. I'm like mom. All you gotta do is pour water in it once a day. You know, I just don't think about it. But I went away, preached revival or something, to come back a week later, and those beautiful treg, those beautiful green stemmed flowers, that were straight up in there, beautiful white blooms, they were now withered, hanging down below that basket. They weren't pointing toward the sun. They were pointing to the destiny of their future. <laughs> dust to dust. And I came home and looked at those flowers. I said, oh boy, that looks hopeless. I I still today, I don't know why I did it. I walked right over. I got the watering can. I got the watering can and took it over and I turned the spigot on. I filled that container up, turned it off. And I walked up under that carport and I poured water right into those flowers. It was hopeless. I don't know why I did it just I know that's the only hope it has is to get some fresh water in it and I came by a day or two later and I looked and what seemed hopeless was standing straight pointing toward the sun amen hallelujah went long until beautiful white blooms were on it again you know why? because it had water again Some of you had water. Joy has withered away from you. Demands of life. How are we going to pay the bills? Struggle things. Family. Death. Sickness. Issues. But you know what? All you need is a drink out of the spout where the joy comes out tonight. That's all you need. You just need a renewing of your mind. The Bible talks about the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Joel compares it to water, does he not? Going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh. He compares it to water. But you know what we also find is when that water fills you up. Not only is there a baptism of the Holy Ghost, the Bible says to be renewed in the Holy Ghost. What we need tonight is a good old refreshing renewing of the Holy Ghost tonight. And joy is going to come back in your heart. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness Come on, I feel goodness in the building. Is there anybody in this room? Jump to your feet and praise him. Come on, all in the building. I need some joy. I need some of that joy. Hallelujah. Praise God. This is just what you need. Joy. I said joy. I wish I had more water. I'd dump it on the other people that laughed at him. Amen. Somebody bring me some more water. Bring me water. I need some more water in the building. Bring it up here, man of God. Amen, amen, amen. Joy, joy. We need joy tonight in this building. Come on, aren't you tired of dry church? Aren't you tired of living in the desert place? I'm coming out of that place. I'm gonna get some joy back. I'm gonna get the joy of the Lord. It is my strength. Somebody shout amen. You need to reach into yesterday's miracles. You need to walk down and where you put those testimonies of yesterday. You need to take the padlock off of the the closet door of your treasure chest of testimonies. You already lost the key, some of you. I don't know, where's the bolt cutter? Come here, come here, bolt cutters. Give me the bolt cutters. Some of them got so discouraged they can't even remember what used to be, how it used to feel. And it walks up. Come on, boat cutter. And it walks up. Get the boat. We got a big, they got a big lock on this. Because if the devil can ever you forget what God's done for you, you can't go to tomorrow without yesterday's victories. Sister Hodge. Amen. Remember that moment we had in the hospital room when they talked about your cancer and God spoke and said, if he did it before, he's going to do it again and you beat cancer a second time? Why not a third time? Why not again? God has no limitations. He has no limitations. He can do whatever he wants to. He can speak to whoever. He's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or thank tonight. Uh, There is joy in this building. If you want joy, you can have it. Uh, If you want peace, you can have it. Cut that door. And he cuts the bolt break that off David reaches back in there and the priesthood says he says to the priest is there anything here is there anything I've got a trial today oh he said there's something that's been put away for a long time he reaches back in there and pulls out a sword that's wrapped up wrapped up in a cloth it was a sword that David used to, to cut off Goliath's head it was stored away that's part of the problem we've stored things away that should be on display You know what? Some listen. I realize some of you got motivational quotes on your phone. You got sticky notes on your mirror. But what some of you need to do is go back down memory lane and pull out some testimonies and stick them on the mirror and remind yourself, He's been good to me. Don't you dare let today's problems make you forget about yesterday's victories. Amen. I got a promise that is bigger than my problem. I got a promise, I'm coming out of this. I wish somebody would get out of your seat for a minute and say, he's been good to me. When I think of his goodness and all he's done for me, my soul cries out hallelujah. Praise God, praise God for saving me. Hallelujah. I've got some things wrapped up, Pastor. I just gotta unwrap some memory lane and tell myself what God has been doing. When he puts the sword in his hand, when he gets his hand around the sword, Saul's trying to kill him. Puts his hand around the sword and he said, there's none like this sword. When I put my hands on this sword, it takes me back to the valley of Ephesdaim when I knocked the Goliath down with a stone that I know was directed from God. And I took his own sword, the weapon he was gonna use to destroy me, I took his own weapon that, that was against me and I turned it toward him. Headed him, removing all authority of his voice in my life any longer. Now I've got a new voice speaking against me, and I just need to remind me that God, if he protected me from yesterday's trouble, he's going to take care of my today's issues. I'm preaching to somebody. Don't you let today's mess-ups, today's bad news keep you from tomorrow's promises. What God said he's going to do, he's going to do it. What God said he's going to fulfill, he's going to fulfill it. I want you to praise him all over this building. You don't have to be emotional. Just praise him for a minute. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your peace. Thank you for your kindness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! Come on, think about when He gave you the Holy Ghost. Think about when He forgave you of your sins. Think about it. Hallelujah! Now think of. Thank you. Has he been good to you? I think you ought to take 20, 30 seconds and just thank him for what he's already done. Come on, thank him for what he's already done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, go ahead and praise him. The spirit of prayer, the spirit of praise is in this room. He's been good. When you remind yourself of what He did for you, how good He's been to you, when you think of the goodness of Jesus, instead of thinking of all your problems, when you start thinking of the goodness of Jesus, you got to count your blessings. Be intentional. For not fear will move in and cast out love. Instead of letting perfect love and move in and casting out fear, oh, you spouses in the building, look at your spouse and say, "You know God's been good to us." Come on, look at your neighbor. I look. I look at some of the young men. Don't we look at each other? Amen. I saw. Listen, ladies, I saw a couple of them looking your way. Bless God. I was hoping I was prophesying. <laughs> Listen. When you think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done, so the devil's gonna try to distract you from all that. He don't want you to remember what God's already done. There are things that we store away that should be on display. You don't have to raise your hand, but some of you in moments you could say, I did forget. Came to church, worried about all this. 30 years of amazing blessings. Sit there and can't think of anything but problems. It's not the will of God. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, it's not the will of God. God's been good to us. Amen. One of the greatest miracles is she stayed married to you that long. And she said, I told you. Miracle that he stayed married to you that long. Amen. you thought I was just on her side. Listen, if we're not careful, we lose sight of the truth, the goodness of God. We are a peculiar people. We're different from the world. We're different, we're the the children of God. The Bible says he called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. And we should show forth our praises to him that called us out of darkness. How do we show forth our praises? With joy. That's why it doesn't matter. It's a commandment of God. When you walk through that door, you enter this place making a joyful noise, being thankful unto him. Doesn't matter what's going on. He's been good. God is good. God is good. How many feel blessed here tonight? I preached a lot tonight to make one single point this evening. How do you repay a God that's been so good to you? See, that's what Paul was saying in his writing. Just remain standing. He said, I'm a debtor. He talked about imparting this to them. He had something. so, And he said this, as as much as is in me is... So much as in me is. In him, what is in him? This burden. To do one thing. He said, I'm a debtor. Because he's been so good to me. I've got to let somebody know what he's done for me. And I'm going to take it to the barbarian, to the Greek, to the Gentile. Maybe, maybe even the Jew. But I've got to share this with somebody. I'll tell you God doesn't owe me anything but I owe him everything and when I read that he had one prayer request he said pray therefore to the Lord of the harvest that he would send labors into the harvest he said the harvest is ready there's just not enough people talking about it there's not enough people gathering they go to school and try to blend in instead of stand out. They go to work and just try to fit in and make a living instead of share the news. Pray to the Lord of the harvest, send laborers. That was the heartbeat of Jesus. When he's about to ascend after the resurrection, he makes this statement. We call them the Great Commission. Matthew 28, 19, theologically what they say. But it's actually the Great Commission is all, all four gospels really written in the three gospels, Matthew, Matthew, Mark, and Luke? He said something like this: Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Michael, go you therefore and teach all nations. It was Acts one and eight. You shall receive power, Peyton. After that, the Holy Ghost comes upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the othermost part of the earth. It starts with you, but you have gotta start sharing it in the circle that God sends you. Here's what it was: How do you repay a God that's been so good? It's not just expressing yourself at a Sunday night church service. It's something gets in you that says, "I gotta." T- it's it's Jeff Stewart. He says, I got to go tell mama what happened to me. The average person, studies in the United Pentecostal Church probably 25, 30 years ago, said people that are one to the Lord are one to the Lord about people that have been in church two years or less. Meaning that when someone was saved, they were so excited, they went and told every person they knew You've got to come to church with me. Something happened to me tonight. Something changed my life. Michael, something impacted me. I'm not the same. People start noticing you don't walk the way you used to walk. You don't talk the way. They mock you. They they watch you. You're different now. You look different. You act different. You talk different. And they're wondering what. And you tell them, God's been good to me. I don't have the addiction. I don't have the fear. People are like, man, you're different now. What is it? I'm saved. I want you to know that God saved me. He can also save you. Here's the gospel. And how do you repay a God that's been so good? I'm going to tell you how. You propagate the gospel. That's what it was. But it burns every time that you step to a pulpit and all those churches and things you got to go through to get there. Out of love you're preaching that Cody every time you minister to one of these youth conventions or youth camp and you're talking to young people about the goodness of God you're loving him back yes, sir. no one of these days when you're standing on a missions field and you're looking over people that do not look like you they don't speak your language and you're preaching with passion you remember that that's how you repay it, God Raised the money yourself and paid your way to get to a field of people you didn't know to preach the gospel to people that's never heard it. Tori Glover, you went to Guatemala because you love God. Thousands of verses you memorized over 10 or 12 or 15 years, however long it was of quizzing. You, you memorized and said, I've got to take it to people, learn the Spanish language, and go to a country she's never been to meet people she doesn't know to tell them about Jesus. It's love. And that's what Paul was saying. He said, I take the gospel to people because I love him, because he first loved me. That's the good news. Tonight, one after another, what would happen? All of y'all line up. Push this way just for a minute. All of you young people. What would happen? If every single one of this army that's been raised up in this church. Don't we love our young people? Come here, Elder Mealy. You don't look as young as them, but you are as young as them. Amen. Stand, stand in front of them. Amen. Come here, Brother Mealy. You have served faithfully under all three pastors. Hope you don't mind me every now and then call Uncle Tom because you just seem like an uncle to me sometimes. But when you come to the house of God come here. Faithfully year after year. Helping and teaching and preaching all those years. God saw that you did it because you wanted to give back what he's done for you faithful in church when you miss you'd call and say I can't be there because I'm not feeling well very few times and uh, I mean you're, you don't even age I don't know how he doesn't even age I mean my Lance he's 97 years old and looks like you. come here come here faithful he's not 97 I'm teasing faithful but because of your leadership keep walking What would happen? Come here. He says, I love God. I'm taking the gospel to a friend. Come on, Ethan. I'm taking gospel to somebody else. Come on, Ben. I'm going to take the gospel to a country. Come on. I'm going to take the gospel to a neighborhood. Come on. I'm going to take the gospel to another state. I'm going to take the gospel. Come on. Come on, you ladies. I'm going to take the gospel. I'm going to be a Sunday school teacher. I'm going to lead a choir to sing about him. Come on, Faith. I'm going to lead a choir to sing about him. I, come on, Maddie. I'm going to do it. What would happen if our love for God wouldn't be just trying to reach the same few. But we said, I love him so much, I'm going to reach as many as I can. Hey, don't stop. Every one of you, are not too young, Katie. My goodness, you're going to sing about him. You're not too young. I'm going to do something awesome for the Lord. Good, Hannah. God's got plans for you. One after another. I know you're young adults, but come on. What would happen if we raise up a generation that doesn't backslide? But they say, I've seen miracles. God has healed me. I'm saved. I've got joy. And you know what? And they want to take the gospel to another community. What would happen, Brother Christmas? if this became leaders and trained and disciples of Jesus Christ. They said, I don't wanna go anywhere. I wanna be in the house of God. And I don't only wanna be in the house of God, I wanna take this to somebody that's never been in the house of God. Let me tell you how to repay a God that's been so good to you. You learn the gospel. Learn to teach the gospel. And you tell people about the God. I'm not talking about being hateful. Had a buddy one time, he'd just go up and he'd say, you're going to hell. I never did win anybody. I wouldn't went to church with him either. I said, people already know they're lost. That might be the future pastor of this church. I don't know, he's pretty excited. He was glad. Come here, DJ, come on. Pray for them.
1: Thank you, Jesus, help all these people have a great life in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. amen.
0: Preach to him. You want to preach to him? Huh? Asked if he won't preach to you, he said no. But he will. Parker, come here. What are you feeding him, brother? You love Jesus? Yes. <laughs> I'm not giving him the mic, amen. I don't know what's going to come out of there. Every single one of you are disciples of Jesus Christ, meaning students of the gospel. To be a disciple is to make a disciple. What would happen if not just the youth, but every adult in the building said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to tell somebody about Jesus. I'm going to tell somebody. Maybe it's a jail cell God's going to call you to. Maybe it's a community neighborhood. Maybe it's a neighbor. Maybe it's a neighbor. Maybe it's a family. There's somebody. I wish somebody would lift your hands and say, "I don't want the vine to be wasted. I don't want the the tree to languish. I don't want to miss what God's doing because I'm don't have any joy." for the burns and pray for us come on pray in the Holy Ghost
1: come on raise your hands all over the building from the back all the way to the front no one looking around would you close your eyes with me would you lift your hands come on open your hearts Reach out to the Lord right now as we pray together. Come on all over the house. In the name of Jesus. Father, I pray that in this house that you should restore to us the joy of thy salvation. Help us, O God, to be fishers of men. We declare victory in this house. We pray that, Lord, we would not serve you or work for you out of regret, but God, it would be out of joy It'd be out of dedication. It'd be out of the love of God in our hearts to reach this city, to reach this world. I pray that God would be a restoration even now. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. By the authority that's in your name and the power that's in your word, I pray the joy, God, the joy for souls, the joy for your kingdom, the joy, God, for reaching others, the joy of worship, the joy of coming to your house. We pray that you restore to us the joy. Come on, with joy shall you draw out the wells of salvation. Come on, lift your hands right now. Begin to reach out to the Lord all over this house. Jesus Christ return and restore joy to the body of Christ now Lord I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ Do it, God in this house let it not be just to the young but let it be to the old in the name of the Lord in the name of the Lord Jesus Listen to me just for a moment. If you're in some type of leadership in this church, whether you are a minister, a Sunday school teacher, maybe recently you're a part of the Anchor School, you're in some type of servant ministry that you're giving to others in this body, multi-campus, other churches, not just local here, I want you to come join us in the altar area right now. I want you to move quickly, please don't hesitate. If you're a preacher's wife, a ministry's wife, especially you're, you're some type of minister where you, you are giving, you are reaching, you are serving. Wow, what an army. In the name of Jesus Christ. As Bishop Bounds was preaching the word of the Lord, I felt, I felt very strong, there's some of us in this house, that our hands are to the plow, but there's a sense of regret. We've lost our joy and our passion to do this as unto the Lord. We've got to remember, we do what we do, not just for you. We do it as unto the Lord. We do this to please Him. We do this to be obedient servant unto Him. I believe with all of my heart in this house, tonight, everybody say tonight, that some of you is gonna get your passion back and your joy back. I'm preaching to someone right now that the weight, the weight of ministry has stripped you of your joy of ministry. The burden of serving and be involved in the kingdom has robbed you of the joy of just doing this as unto the Lord. Matter of fact, if you feel that way, I just want you to lift your hand, that you've been under the gun, the burden of it has stripped you of some of your joy. Go ahead, don't, don't be ashamed. We're gonna. The Holy Ghost is gonna help somebody in the house. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, Pastor Cody. Go ahead. Lift your hands. You young people in this house, that the weight of ministry has gotten so heavy that you've tried to find joy and to get your joy back. But the Bible says, with joy shall you draw the wells of salvation. What a word, Bishop. My God, in mercy. I feel the Holy Ghost in this house right now. Woo. Ha. come on, this has been a burden, if you looked at it as work, and it's not been joy, and it's been difficult, you've hit some bumps along the way, you don't know how in the world you're going to do it, you get up and say, God, I don't know if I can make another day. If that's you, I'm telling you the Holy Ghost, something tonight is about to change. There is a shift. There is something in the Spirit that God's going to bring back to you. I want you to raise your hands, you that I've talked to, everybody else in the building, I want you to stretch your hands to this body of Christ. Come on, would you stretch your hands out in the audience? You saints of God, we need your prayers right now. I want you to lift your voices all over this house. I take authority over every lie of hell that says you're not worthy and you're not able to carry the burden of ministry any longer. I pray that you'd be yoked up with Jesus. I pray that you'd get teamed up with him right now in the name of the Lord. Come on, you're not alone. You're not doing this by yourself. But tonight in this house, there is joy coming right now. Come on, receive joy right now. Receive joy right now. God, I thank you, Lord. I worship you for the opportunity and the privilege. You young people, I want you to grab the neighbor's hand that's next to you. I want you to pray for them like you like them to pray for you. Come on, there's a breakthrough in this house right now. There's a breakthrough in the Holy Ghost all over the house. Everybody else in the building, I want you to come join us at the altar. There's a refreshing coming right now. There is a refreshing and a renewing of the Holy Ghost that is sweeping across this house. Come on, don't worry about who's next to you don't worry about what the time is there's breakthrough in this house there's deliverance in this house right now that's it young people pray in the Holy Ghost that's it pray you young men lift your voice begin to pray in the Holy Ghost right now there's joy and victory in this house right now That's it, mama. God knows your frustration. That's it, sir. He knows that heavy load you've been under. But tonight there's joy. Restore to me joy. Restore. Come on, let that be your cry. Lift your voice and cry out, God, give me joy. That's it, PKs. That's it. Oh, God. encourage you to obey the Holy Ghost come on you feel led to go minister to somebody I want you to move in the spirit come on don't miss this opportunity of what God is doing in this house right now it's right now you ain't got to wait for another service the Holy Ghost is touching you right now let all regret let all worry let all fear subside God I pray in the name of Jesus give joy God, restore unto us the joy. Help us to reach people, Lord. Give us that new convert-like spirit. Let there be renewed in the Holy Ghost right now. If it's been a while since you've tapped into the joy of your salvation, if it's been a while since you've tapped into the wells of salvation, won't you open your mouth and won't you lift your heart and say, God, I'm not leaving this place until I have a breakthrough in the Holy Ghost. I'm not leaving this place, Lord, until I get what I need. I need something tonight. I'm after it, God. I'm gonna praise my way. I'm gonna worship my way. I'm gonna to magnify my way Lord to get a breakthrough in the Holy Ghost